Hi, and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our conscious and subconscious minds, where we'll dive deep into our inner world and create space and give ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's journey together and explore what makes us tick, discovering new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and deep. Join me now as we journey through this amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, some wonderment and a big dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential by doing the inner work. Good day and welcome to episode 34, the final episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast for 2022. Blimey, where's the year gone? Now, you may be tuning into this podcast having come across from my other podcast called The Inner Work. Now, if you're listening to the Raw Leadership Podcast and you didn't know about The Inner Work, get yourselves over to The Inner Work. There's 80 odd episodes there of personal development, professional personal development information, which will help you with your leadership. And if you are coming across from The Inner Work podcast, welcome. Welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast. And there's another 33 episodes of leadership material here that you can tap into. And when I talk about leadership, I'm talking about the ability to be able to lead ourselves so that we can lead others. Now, today's episode is titled How to Be Extraordinary. Now, we could be extraordinary in our relationships. We could be extraordinary in our leadership. We could be extraordinary in our friendship. We could be extraordinary in our mateship. We could be extraordinary in so many different areas. And this is what I want to share with you. I want to share with you some insights, some hints, some hacks, some tips so that you can become extraordinary. Because let's face it, who wants ordinary? Think to yourself, what is ordinary? How would you describe ordinary? Think about it this way. Have you ever said to your partner or your friend, let's go out for an ordinary meal tonight? And you get to the ordinary restaurant and you say to the waiter, hey, please, can you give us a, an idea as a, or a steer towards what's ordinary on the menu? Because you know, we don't want extraordinary. We don't want great. We don't want fantastic. We just want ordinary. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been inspired by ordinary people? Or have you been inspired by extraordinary people? Have you ever gone to the movies to watch an ordinary movie? Have you ever looked at a trailer or a short and gone, yeah, do you know what? That looks pretty ordinary. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go and give up my time and watch that. No. You look at it and you go, wow, that looks pretty good. That looks extraordinary. I fancy some of that. And this is how we can become extraordinary. I'm going to talk you through the process that we can follow to be able to do that. Because how would you describe extraordinary? I would describe it as above and beyond. The ability to be able to wow people. Doing more. So when we start to think about how we can become extraordinary, we see the ripple effects, the difference that it might have. It makes a lot of difference in different areas, such as we get more respect. People respect us when we're more extraordinary. We add value to ourselves. 
you know, when we become more valuable, I've spoken about this in this podcast before, the more valuable we become, the more interesting we become. The more interesting we become, the more desirable we become. And this is not just talking about money. You know, yes, if we become more valuable, we become worth more. So therefore, we can ask more for our skills. But, you know, there's more value in our relationships. We become more interesting. People want to know more about us. We become that person of interest. People that people are attracted to us. So how do we become extraordinary? Well, let's break it down. You got the word ordinary and then extraordinary. The word that precedes ordinary is extra. We just have to put in a little bit extra. Now, this is the difference. This is where a lot of people go, oh, I don't know if I want to be extraordinary. Oh, blimey, that's going to be far too much work. I don't know if I could put the time and effort into that. Oh, I'm very busy, you know. And they come up with a million and one reasons why they can't be extraordinary. But when we look at it as just putting in a little extra, a little bit extra in certain areas, then we can become extraordinary. So this is it. We just need to put a little bit of extra effort in. And I'm not talking heaps. I'm not talking massive amount. But what I am talking about is just that little bit of extra effort, time, help in many different areas. You know, realism. These are some of the areas that we're going to be looking at. And, um, you know, if we can start to look at it that way, then we can do more. So let's, let's go back to the start. A little extra effort. Okay. Now, when we talk about effort, we think about, well, what should I put effort into? Which area should I focus upon? Well, my mentor, John Maxwell, he often talks about how we can increase our skills by three levels, three points. So if we're scoring ourselves out of 10, and let's say, for example, let's take my mathematical skills. Anybody who knows me knows I am terrible with numbers. Yeah. So I would probably rate myself as a three out of 10 when it comes to any mathematical or numerical challenges. That's why I've got an accountant. That's why I've got a bookkeeper because <laughs> they help me. I'm rubbish in those areas. Yeah. So if I was to study maths, if I was to study accounting, if I was to study numerical challenges, that's why I don't do Sudoku either. I'm rubbish at that. So, you know, I would be able to increase if I went, did my utmost to be able to improve, I would get to a six out of 10. Now, a six out of 10 is still pretty ordinary, isn't it? So what I focus on are the areas that I can improve upon that I'm already good at. You know, we often hear about focus on the things that you're not good at and try to improve in those. I challenge that. There's always room for growth and development in areas that we're not so good at. But if we can, we should outsource that to other people, just like my ability with mathematical and numerical problems. When it comes to running my business and all the accounting, you know, I've got an accountant, I've got a bookkeeper. I've got software, I've got zero. It helps me to be able to do all of those sort of things. But 
when I look at what I'm good at, such as leadership, when I when I first started looking at leadership, I would have rated myself probably a six, maybe a seven out of ten. Now I'd probably rate myself as an eight to a nine out of ten. There's still areas for development because we can turn things up by a maximum of three levels or three points. But first of all, we only want to be able to do that by one. Just turn it up by one level. How much more difficult is it to improve by one level? You know, I've often said to many of my clients, if you were to improve by 1%, if you were to find one thing each and every day that you could focus on, that you could improve on tomorrow, and you implement it, you've got to do the work, and you implement it, how much better are you going to be after a year of doing that? Now, we're not talking about compounding interest here and adding, you know, so if I get 1% better today, it'll be 2% tomorrow. That means it'll be 4%. Not doing that because that's way too difficult. Remember, numbers, not my strong point. But if you got better by 1% every single day of the year, you'd be 365% better than the day you started. Now, that's not a bad return of investment, I don't think. All right, and let's be realistic about it. And again, This is, you know, one of the extras that we need to add, a bit more realism. So let's be realistic. As a human being, yes, we could probably improve by 1% every day. But, you know, on average, let's, let's take out a third of those days. So about 165 days, just to keep it simple. Yeah, remember, number's not my strong point. So even if we fail to get better 165 days of the year, but we still managed it for 200 days, that's still 200% better than where we were at the start of the year. So again, we've got to ask ourselves the 1%. What is it that we can find to do? That little bit of extra effort. And it really does just take a little bit of extra effort. So if we ask ourselves these questions and then seriously listen to the answers, we'll be able to identify the areas in which we need to improve. The areas where we need to put a little bit more effort in. So ask yourself, what do I really want? Get really clear on what it is that you want. And then ask yourself, what will it cost? Because we have to pay for something. Yeah, we always have to pay. You know, you either pay now and you get the reward later. Or you take the reward now and pay later with interest. So, you know, anything that's worth doing is going to cost us. It's like anything in life is hard work. You know, if you want, really want to achieve it, it's hard work. So you've got to ask yourself, what do I really want? What will it cost me? Am I willing to pay the price? This is the hard one. Am I willing to pay the price? You know, because this cost might not just be money. It's going to be time. It's going to be effort. And if we take more time to grow and develop, that means that we've got to sacrifice time around things that maybe we enjoy. Maybe we're going to have to give up something to attain something, to, to, to achieve extraordinary. So what are you willing to pay the price on? Then the final question, when should I start paying the price? Because if the question, if, if you're not willing to start paying the price, there's no point in answering any of the other questions. Because if you don't answer the last question, when do I start paying the price and make a commitment to a start date? then the first three questions don't really matter. Of course, the best answer to when should I start paying the price is now. There is no better time than now to draw the line in the sand, step over it and say, today is the day that I'm going to put in a little bit more effort. 
that extra effort to, to do more. Yeah, I always used to get told at school, Stephen, you can try harder, you can do better. But nobody ever told me how to do better. Well, this is how you do better. You ask these questions, what do I really want? What will it cost me? Am I willing to pay the price? And when should I start paying that price? Because achievers choose what losers won't. And they are paid a price that others don't. This is how you see those people who are ahead of you, who are beyond you, who are achieving the things that you want to achieve. Why? Because they chose what losers won't. They chose to pay the price that others don't. So when we think about the extra effort, we've got to also look at what it's going to cost us and ask ourselves, am I willing to pay that price? And if you want to be extraordinary, then you, nah, you need to pay the price. You've got to put the effort in because without putting the effort in, you're just going to be ordinary. And, you know, nobody pays much for ordinary. And that's why a lot of people don't have great pay, pay incomes. That's why people don't have great relationships because they only put in the ordinary effort. Step number two, we need to put in a little extra time. As I said, when we're paying the price, we're going to have to look at the time that we're going to put into this. So when we start to think about time, we think about what what am I, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to find time? Is there extra time? How can I make more time? Well, there's lots of ways that we can make more time. You know, time is a man-made concept. You don't see the birds, nature, worrying about time. When was the last time you saw um, a magpie or a frog or a dog with a watch on their wrist? They don't. They don't have watches. They go by the time that the sun goes up and the sun comes down. You know, there's that amount of time in the day for them. However, for us as human beings, we've got a better concept of time. But very often, you know, it's our wrong perception of time that causes us to quit. We feel that we don't have enough time, or we feel that we can't create enough time, so we quit before we even start. Yet, if we start to look at our journey. We start to look, this is how I got my head around my journey of personal development, my journey to become a coach, my journey to become the very best personal development and leadership coach that I can be. I suddenly realized I've got the rest of my life to be able to do this journey. Now, I don't know how long I'm going to live for. Hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, I am going to live for a long time. But I don't know. I have no idea. But what I hope is that my perception of time is going to allow me to be able to use that time to the best of my ability. You know, am I going to look at the time frame and go, oh, geez, I don't know, don't know if I've got enough time to start this. Or am I going to say, do you know what? I've got the rest of my life. I'm going to give it a damn good go. I'm going to do what I can in the time that I've got. And I'm going to use every second, every element of that time to, to the best of my ability. One of the things I've noticed over the last few weeks as I've been moving around Australia, because I've been doing a fair bit of um, travel with regards to my coaching, is how some people move with purpose. Some people move with passion and desire, like they've got a place to go, like they've got something to do. And other people bumble and drift around. 
Now that's perfectly fine. There's times to bumble and drift around when you're on holiday, when you're relaxing, when you're having you know, a few moments to yourself or you, you, you're, you're on a weekend and you're choosing not to do something with your time. But if you are doing something with your time, then move with purpose. Move with some haste. Put a bit of spring into your step. Move like you mean it. You know, because if we don't, then we just set that tone in our mindset of, no, oh, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. Or, yeah, she'll be right. I'll get round to it later on. So we need to be able to work out the, the time frame and get clear on that. The other thing we need to work out is why. You know, because if we don't think about the why, then we're going to waste our time. There's got to be a very, very strong why as to why we're doing this. What's the reason for you? And this is where we come back to a little extra effort. You know, it's, it's the first question in those four questions. What do I really want? What do you want from this? Because if you're clear on what you want, then the why is there. And the why is our rocket fuel. And again, I've mentioned this in both podcasts, both the inner work and the raw leadership. Our why is our rocket fuel. It's the thing that keeps us going when t things get tough. You know, because if we think that things are tough, that's the wrong perception. That causes people to quit as well. And often, if you start for the wrong reason, you'll stop for the wrong reason. If you start for the right reason, you'll be inspired to keep going until you've reached the desired outcome. And nothing else will stop you. Now, sometimes on our journey, we need to slow down. Yeah, I've spoken about moving with purpose and, you know, working, walking with some pace and some urgency about you. But sometimes we human beings, we get tired. Yeah, we have to slow down to think sometimes. So let's not confuse slowing down with stopping. A lot of people think that sometimes when, they, when their pace drops, they need to stop. They give up. They go, oh, you know, I can't maintain this post on this pace. I'm not good enough. I can't keep doing it at this rate. Remember, time. You've got the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's OK to slow down every now and then. Sometimes we need to slow down. We need to evaluate if we're still on track. Am I still going in the direction that I want to be going in? Am I still moving from ordinary to extraordinary? Because if we don't slow down, we could be charging ahead and disappearing down a rabbit hole. So let's not confuse slowing down with stopping. Now, one of the biggest things about perseverance and patience, because patience is part of time and so is perseverance, is being able to see the big picture. Again, we come back to the why. Because when we understand the, the big picture, where it is that we're going, why do we really want to be able to do this? Then we can see how we're progressing. So to give you an example, yeah, the stonemason. I've, I've been back to the UK recently and I've seen some beautiful sculptures as I went around some of the cathedrals like St. Paul's Cathedral. Um, what's the other one where everybody gets married? Um, uh, I can't remember, um, but I'm sure you'll correct me. <laughs> anyway, but there's these beautiful carvings. Yeah, beautiful carvings made out of stone. Now, when the, the sculptor, when the stone carver, first of all, goes at that stone with his hammer and chisel. He sees. The big picture, 
He sees the beautiful carving of a person or an ornate um, sort of pillar. He sees that in his mind. Yet in front of him is this whacking great big slab of rock. But slowly as he chips away, he sees the sculpt or the sculpture coming to life. He sees the big picture coming out of the stone. Now, because he's got the big picture in his mind, he knows it's going to take a long time for him to chip away all of that stone to produce the work of art that he's going to come up with. So we need patience. We need perseverance. My mother and lots of people I know say, I'm, Stephen, you're one of the most impatient people I know. And I often question, do they actually really know me? Because I have these long-term visions. I have these long-term plans in my head. Yes, I'm keen to get started. Yes, I'm keen to get them done. But I realise that it's going to take me a long time to be able to achieve them. And it's part of my plan. So I wouldn't say that I'm impatient. I might come across as impatient to other people. You know, when we live in a world that's always in a hurry, look at fast food. Yeah, We're in a hurry. We want fast food. You know, there's adverts all look over the internet. Earn a million dollars in your first year. Do this and get this. Weight loss super fast. Yeah, all of this stuff. It's all about doing it in a hurry. Well, Let's use time to our advantage. Let's not burn ourselves out. So we've spoken about a little extra effort, a little extra time. The next one to take us from ordinary to extraordinary is a little extra help. We don't get to extraordinary on our own. We need help. Take, for example, the Olympics. When you see all of the athletes coming out onto the stadium and they're walking around with their flags, all of those people have had extra help. Yes, they're talented, but they haven't got there by themselves. I haven't come across anybody who's a gold winner who hasn't had some help. I haven't come across anybody who's an extraordinary leader who hasn't had help and guidance. You know, I've had loads of help and guidance. I've had many, many people who've been my mentors, who've been my guides, who've been my coaches, who've supported me, who've encouraged me, who've helped me get back up when I've been knocked down. There's no shame in asking for help. We should look for people who can help us because we want to take help from the right people. There's two ways to disaster. First of all, is to take nobody's advice. Think that we know it all. You know, and I'm sure certainly when I was younger, I did this. Yeah, I, I know more than everybody else. Yeah, you know, when you're young and stupid. And then the other way to disaster is take everybody's advice. Again, have you ever tried that? Taking everybody's advice. Well, they say this and they say that and they say, don't do this. And they say, well, do do that. You don't know what to do. So when you're looking for help, we've got to work out who are the right people. Who it is that we can go to for help and guidance. So there's three things that I reckon we could do to seek out the right people. First of all, 
Let's find those who have already got success and experience in the area that we need help. These are the people who've already done it. They're wearing the T-shirt. They've got the medal. They've achieved the success and experience. And generally, those people who've achieved the success and experience know that they have had help to get there. So they're very willing to help other people. They know they've reached that, period, that, that point where they understand the big picture. And they go, oh, yeah, I can help you. Yeah, some people charge, some people don't. You know, I've, I've personally just taken on a new mentee, a new young person who um, is looking to move from being a personal trainer in a gym to setting up their own business. I've offered to help them for free. Why? Because I can see that inside there's the passion and there's the desire to help other people become fitter, healthier, better. And they want to help them. They genuinely want to help them. So I'm quite happy to help them with a bit of free advice, a bit of free guidance, a bit of free mentoring. So find the people who have got the success and the experience in the area that you need help. The next thing is we want to find people who have nothing to gain by your choice. They've got nothing to gain from it. They're totally impartial. They're unemotionally involved in your situation. We need to find these people who've got nothing to gain. Because they're the ones who are going to give you the best advice. The ones who are unemotionally involved, they can be detached. They can see it from a different perspective. They're going to give you the best guidance and the best advice. Now, there's a, guy, a, a quote from a, a guy called Sirius. Many receive advice, only the wise profit from it. So if we're going to seek advice, we need to make sure it's from the right people. And when it's from the right people, we need to take note. We need to implement. We need to lean in and trust that advice, trust that guidance, trust that help. Because if we've got the right help and we've got a, a little extra time and we put in a little bit of extra effort, then we're going to start to move from ordinary to extraordinary. Number four, if we can add a little bit of extra realism or reality thinking, as I like to call it, then this is where we're going to be able to really start to zone in and put our efforts into the right areas. There's nothing wrong with dreams and daydreaming and wishing, but really we want to be real about our expectations. You know, when I first started coaching, I went to um, a, a training establishment and they were saying, you can become a millionaire. You can, you can become a millionaire as a coach within your first couple of years. Yes, some people went on to do that. Yeah. But reality, only a couple. There was 100 people in the room. Yeah. Only a couple, 2% managed to do that. So let's be real with our thinking. And this is where you know I learned this lesson through my goal setting. I've been professionally setting goals now for six years and I share this with many, many of my clients. You know, I've got a professional goal setting program and it comes with full support. And what we use is we we use um oh god smart goal setting principles. 
specific, measurable, achievable, realistic. That's the R. And timely. So we've just spoken about time. But realistic. There's no point in setting a goal that you're not going to be able to achieve. One of the biggest insights that I share with my clients around goal setting is the relationship between our adult brain and our inner child. Because it's our inner child that is our inspiration, our desire, our drive. It's the excitement. It's the inner child that comes up with the idea and goes, oh, let's do this. Yeah. And the adult brain sometimes goes, no, I don't know if we can do that. No, that's not. No, no, we're not going to do that. We'll probably fail at that and we don't want to fail. So let's let's not do that. And the inner child goes, oh, I really wanted to do that. Whereas if we bring reality thinking and we go, hey, yeah, look, we could do this, but we just need to break it down into bite-sized chunks. Yeah. If we set a little extra realism in our journey, that means we're going to achieve more victories. We're going to achieve more success. And the more success and the more victories that we achieve, the more confident we become. The more confident we become, the bigger we can go with our, our expectations because we are now able to walk. Initially, we weren't even able to crawl. It's a little bit like a young child who's trying to learn how to walk. They first have to learn how to stand and keep their balance and build the muscles in their legs. Then they have to work out how to put one, in front, one foot in front of the other without falling over. Then once they got the hang of walking, Generally, they learn how to run because they try to walk and their head is heavier and they lean forward and their head makes them move faster. <laughs> this is how we learn to run. So we have to move our legs quicker to be able to stay upright. It's a process. And that's what realism and reality thinking, as I like to call it, helps us to be able to be in control of our destiny. For us to be able to be honest and integral not only with ourselves, but with other people around us. Have you ever come across those people who, you know, brag about how much they've got? You know, you see them on social media all the time. Oh, look at my new dress. Look at my new car. Look at this. I'm on holiday again. Yeah, I call them the two shits. Because if you've had one shit, they, they've probably had two. Yeah, if you've done it once, they've done it twice and twice as good. Yeah. They're not real. They're not reality. I like to focus on the people who I call one shits. The ones who've got a bit of grace and humility around them. The ones who are willing to help others. The ones that are, are wanting to support other people on their journey as well as themselves on their journey. So this is what I say. A little extra realism, a little bit of more reality thinking will enable us to be able to become extraordinary. And the final element I want to share with you is a little extra change. Now, when we're talking about change, there's a, there's a quote by Max Dupree. And he says, we cannot become what we need to be by remaining what we are. It's so true, isn't it? You can't become what you need to be by staying exactly where you are. Because you'll just stay exactly where you are. But so many people don't like change. Change for them is scary. It's unknown. It's the uncertainty. You know, when, when somebody comes in and they, they announce a, a change to the work environment, everyone goes, oh, no, here we go again. It's another change. Oh, why can't things stay the same? 
Will you imagine? Think back five years ago. How was your life five years ago? Would you like to be like that? Yeah. Imagine being the same as you were five years ago in 20 years time. You know, we want things to change. We want to grow. We want to develop. Most people, though, change just enough to get away from their problems, not enough to solve them. So we need a little extra change. We need to do more change, not just to get away, but to be able to solve and resolve our problems so they don't come back again. This is the difference between ordinary and extraordinary. Yeah, Ordinary people just do the bare minimum. They just about get away with things. But they don't actually get away from their problems. The problems are still there. They've just basically put a band-aid on them. It's like a little bit of extra effort. Yeah, that'll do. She'll be right. That's close enough for government work. Yeah, that's okay. Or is it, no, we've resolved it. We've gone the extra effort. We've put the extra time in. We've resolved the outcome. You know, are you willing to put in a little bit of extra change? You know, most people want to change their circumstances to improve their lives. Instead of changing themselves to improve their circumstances. I've had this numerous times when I've been running leadership courses. They come up to me and they say, hey, Steve, can you share with me some tips so that I can change my people? Your people won't change unless they want to change. The only person that you can change is yourself. If you change yourself and you become extraordinary then the people around you might become inspired to become extraordinary as well. If you share with them how to become extraordinary, they might even do it. But you can't change other people. I can't change you. The only person you can change is you. But what I can do is I can share with you these insights, share with you these hints, tips and hacks. If you want to take them on, if you want to do the extra to become extraordinary, then you'll do it. You'll do it. Nobody else. So stop looking to change circumstances. Instead, look to change yourself. Because when we change ourselves, when we put in all the little extra bits, we start to grow. You know, human beings are the only thing on the planet that limit their own growth. Do you ever see a tree only growing to maybe a 30th of its potential. Told you I was rubbish with numbers. <laughs> but do you ever see a tree going, yeah, you know what, that's it, I'm done. No, the tree grows as much as it can. Yeah. Do you ever see a flower only half flowering? No, it flowers as much as it can. Yet human beings, we seem to put a lid on ours, ourselves. We seem to put a limit on ourselves and say, oh, I can only achieve this. I only did this well at school, so I can only achieve this level. Fair dinkum. The number of times I got told when I was a young person, if you don't do well at school, your life will be shit. If you don't do well at school, you won't have a good job. If you don't do well at school, you won't be successful. Well, do you know what? I sucked at school. Absolutely sucked. It's only when I got into the real world that I suddenly started to realise, damn. I can do a whole lot more than my teachers led me to believe. When I joined the military, it was like all of a sudden I had to learn. I had to grow. I had to develop. 
And then I realized I found a way that I like to learn, that I like to grow, that I like to develop. And I kept doing it repeatedly over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that's where I am now, because at some point in my military career, you know, it would be in around 1993, so probably about six years into my career, one of my mentors, one of my coaches, one of my leaders turned around to me and said, Steve, you've got the potential within you to have a full career in the Air Force. Let me help you unpack that potential. And he showed me the way. So this is what I mean. We can change ourselves rather than change our circumstances. But ultimately, we've got to be willing to pay the price. You know, the, most people are unwilling to pay the immediate price of change. As I said, the best time to change is now, and that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you a little extra effort. It's going to cost you some of the things that you like doing because you're going to have to give up to get up. And most people are unwilling to pay the immediate price of change, and therefore they do not change until they pay the ultimate price. And ask yourself this, do you want to be slipping into your box at the end of your life being ordinary? Because if you do, that's perfectly cool. Yeah, if you're quite happy to be one of the ordinary people in the world, and look, there's millions of them, it's perfectly fine. But I reckon if you're listening to this podcast and you are still listening to this podcast, and where are we now? We're what, like maybe 30 minutes in? you're still listening, then I reckon you're pretty committed to growth and development. So if that is the case, then be the person who's willing to pay the price immediately so that you don't pay the ultimate price when you slip into your box as Mr. Ordinary or Mrs. Ordinary. Yeah, let's be extraordinary. Let's leave a stamp on the world. Let's leave a legacy that's going to positively impact other people. Let's leave a ripple effect so that when they're talking about as our eulogy, they're talking about the great things, the impact that we've had on other people, the ability to be able to influence those around us. Not only did we achieve great things, but we've helped other people achieve great things because ultimately, and this is a leadership podcast, that is what a leader does. They grow other leaders around them. Now, when people think of leaders, they go, oh, bosses, managers, supervisors. Yes, but you could be a leader as a mother, as a father, as a brother. As an uncle, as a sister, an auntie, you know, you think about how you influence and lead those around you. You don't just have to be a leader in the workplace. You could be a leader in your community, a leader within your family. And if you want to be an extraordinary leader, if you want to have an extraordinary life, you want to reap the rewards, then you're going to have to put in the extra effort. You're going to have to put in the extra time. You're going to have to ask for a little extra help. You're going to have to have a little bit more extra realism, reality thinking. And you're going to have to have a little extra change and desire to change in your life to move from ordinary to extraordinary. Now, I, you know, I'm really passionate about this because I think this is a great formula that anybody can apply to their life. And this is why I'm talking with such passion. Because this is kind of like the journey that I've been on. Now, I wouldn't describe myself as extraordinary. 
I would describe myself as above average, <laughs> but not extraordinary. I've got a long way to go, long way to go until I get become extraordinary. But you know what? I'm going to do my utmost to get there. I'm going to keep going. I'm never going to give up. This is a journey. When I get in my box, I'm going to still want to do even more than what I've already done. Because I think when I actually do pop my clogs, I'm still only going to be maybe 12% of what I could be. And if I keep looking at it that way, then I'm going to forever be growing and developing. I'm forever going to be looking how I can squeeze a little bit more out of life, how I can put in a little bit more extra to get a little bit more extra back. So if I can do it, and I'm just your average Joe who flunked school, who joined the military and then left the military and has applied his life skills to doing what he loves, if I can do that, so can you. So can those around you. You can inspire those around you to go on and challenge themselves and achieve even greater things. So there's no better time because this is coming out just as the new year is starting. It's the 29th of December, 2022. There's no better time now than to start and say, yes, 2023 is going to be my year. This is the line in the sand. I'm going to step across it. I'm going to become extra. I'm going to put extra time in. I'm going to put extra effort in. I'm going to look for extra help. I'm going to put more reality thinking in. I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to find those one percenters. And here's a tip to be able to find those front one percenters. Ask yourself one thing that went well today. One thing that didn't go so well. And what one thing can you do to improve that one thing that didn't go so well? That's how you find your one percenters. I've been doing it now for, I don't know, years. Ten plus years easily. And I'm getting the rewards. Damn, am I getting the rewards in my relationships, in my overall happiness in life, in my business, in my friendships. So, like I say, if I can do it, so can you. The year is just about to start again. There's never a better time than now to say, yes, I'm willing to pay the price. Yes, I'm willing to do the extra to move me from ordinary to extraordinary. So now go away after this podcast and start to write down what you can do, the areas that you can focus on, the things that you can do to achieve extraordinary. I'll go back to the final four, those four questions right at the very start to wrap this up. So grab your pen, grab your paper. These are the four questions. Ask yourself, what do I really want? Be really clear on what it is that you want. Nail it down, become super focused. Ask yourself, what will it cost? What's the sacrifice? Then ask yourself, am I willing to pay that sacrifice? Get really clear on this, guys, because this is, the diff this is where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. And then ask yourself, when am I going to start this? When should I start paying the price? And remember, if you don't answer the last question and make a commitment to start date, then the first three questions don't really matter. Remember, the best answer, of course, is now. Why wait until the 1st of January? Why not start today? Get clear, answer those questions, and you'll know whether you can achieve this or not.
All right, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, I wish you a very happy new year. It's 2023. It's coming soon. This can be your year. Make this year better than last year. Make this year better than last year. Then make the next year, 2024, better than 2023. Then make 2025 better than 2024. This is that continual growth. You can do this. I know you can. Dig deep. Find a way of making it. Find a way of paying the price because your future self is waiting for you and they'll be so grateful you started today. All right, until we chat again, wherever you are in the world, whatever you are up to, stay safe and we will speak again soon. Have a great New Year's, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me and listening to this episode of The Inner Work, the podcast. I hope that you found this enjoyable, interesting and thought-provoking. If you have, please share it with your friends. Because if it's working for us, then perhaps it'll work for them too. This is how we will create the world that we want to live within. I'd also love it if you could give me a quick review on my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching. And if you're interested in knowing more about what I do, and how you can enhance your life, your relationships, and level up, then please visit my website, IamEnoughCoaching.com. Until the next episode, take care and look after yourself. Tero. Thank you.